Soldiers of Christ, arise and put Welcome to the Chowchilla Church of Christ podcast. And we have a brand new theme starting out this month, coming in in February, and it is getting to know Jesus Christ. With that being said, we're going to go to God in prayer. Please join us. Father, thank you so much that we know Jesus Christ, but perhaps there are some who do not. Additionally, there may be others who have left him and have lost their way. Please, would you be kind enough to spare our lives, to spare them, all of us, those of us who know you that we can get closer, those who have left you that we can come back, and those who have never met you that we will be introduced properly, correctly, adequately, spiritually. In Jesus' name, amen. I was thinking about this introduction, this topic, in relationship to our theme. It is so important that you and I not only get to know who Jesus Christ is, but we keep on learning who he is. It is an ongoing process. It is a continual quest. It's called being and becoming a disciple. There is a Bible passage on it. It is John chapter 8 and verse number 31. Jesus speaking to his disciples. He writes or says, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. Verse 32, the renowned verse, and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Sometimes we have overlooked verse number 31 by emphasizing verse 32. And you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. And so what has happened, we have put the emphasis on the result in verse 32 of the truth making you and I free compared to or in relationship to becoming a disciple. You see, becoming disciples means that you and I learn to follow Jesus. We learn how to follow Jesus. We learn how to come to Jesus. We get to know Jesus. That's what a disciple does. He gets to know Christ. He gets to learn from Christ. And he gets to follow Christ. All to learn about who he is, getting to know Jesus Christ. It is interesting that that is exactly the gist of verse 31 in John chapter 8. That when we continue in his word, that's the how. How do I get to know Jesus Christ? I must get in his word. I've got to get into the word. I've got to open my Bible. I've got to pray and study and read and meditate and cogitate. And then I begin to know him. The reason is there in verse 31. Now that result in verse 32, as a result, I will come to know the truth. 
Now, that is amazing to me. Because truth has three components. Number one, truth is, if you will, relative. Meaning that there are other truths that intertwine and are connected with the truth. But not only is truth relative, truth is progressive. Meaning that truth moves higher from its relative stage to a higher or higher truths that are more than that truth or truths. But then lastly, not only is truth relative and progressive, truth is absolute. That's where we hang our hats. In John chapter 14 and verse 6, Jesus says in the declaration, I am the way. I am the truth. That's absolute, ladies and gentlemen. And I am the life. No one can come to me except the Father brings them to me. You see, Jesus is absolute truth. And the Bible teaches that in several places. In John chapter 12 and verse 32, Jesus says, And if I be lifted up, I will draw all people unto me. In the other lesson, we were talking about God using you and I, no matter what our situations or circumstances or who we may think or do not think we are. In this lesson, we want to talk about you and I being connected as part of Christ's body. But first, we got to get to know him. Not a mere casual acquaintance, not an association of convenience, but as the old saying goes, getting to know like the back of my hand. Getting to know Christ as an integral part of my life. So I will interrupt my life, allow it to be invaded, allow it to be intercepted because of the good and the grace and the godliness that he will bring to me and also to you. Here we go. In Psalm 139 in verse 14, David says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows that right well. I praise you because you made me in such a wonderful way. I know how amazing that was. We are referred to as God's building through Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 9. His building. We also are referred to as his bride. Revelation 21 verse 2. We are Christ's building. We are Christ's bride. But also along with being his building. 1 Corinthians 3, 9, and in his bride in Revelation 21, verse 2, we are his body, the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 27. Now you are, I am, if we've obeyed him, the body of Christ and the members in particular. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, and verse 1, the body is to work together. The Bible says we then as workers together. We join together 
or are jointed together with Christ. And we've moved from the stage or the state of introduction and mere acquaintance. We now have become, the word is fellowship. Now, fellowship is not mere, it's not casual, it's not convenient. Fellowship is intimate. It is a word, koinonia. It means to mutually belong and to be owned by. In other words, your character and mine, your personality and mine, your and my acquaintances and associations have all been absorbed into the character of Jesus Christ. We no longer own ourselves. We no longer are on our own. We are in him. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. Look, every single old thing from the past is gone. Behold, the new has come. Now we are new. Our oldness has gone. Our old habits, our old actions, old ways, old thoughts, old language, old selves. All gone by by absorbed into the dynamic person of Jesus Christ. This is the change from the bad to the good. This is the transformation from the conformation or conforming to the world. This is the moving from the left to the right. This is the standing on the solid as opposed to sinking on that which is shaky. This is coming to know Jesus Christ. The apostle Paul said it this way, in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. The life that I now live, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. When you obey the gospel by hearing, believing, repenting, confessing Jesus Christ to be your Lord, you change your mind, and I change my mind about wrong things and get baptized, which means to be born again. All my sins are washed away by faith, by his precious blood. When I go under that water and come up out of that water, a baptism, and I'm a new person. The Lord adds me to his body, the church. I'm an integral part. I am joined with Christ in fellowship. I now become the light of the world. I now am a city that is sitting on a hill. Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. Everybody will be able to see that change in me. They may not believe it, but they will see it. Interestingly enough, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verses 12 to 27, the Bible says, out of the good news, Christ is like a single body which was with many parts. It is still one body, even though it is made up of different parts. In the same way, all of us, whether Jews or Gentiles, whether slaves or free, have been baptized in one body by the same spirit, and we all have been given the one spirit to drink. For the body itself is not made up of only one part, but many parts. If the foot were to say, because I'm not 
a hand, I don't belong to the body, that would not keep it from being part of the body. And if the ear were to say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, that would not keep it from being part of the body. If the whole body were just an eye, how could it hear? And if it were only an ear, how could it smell? As it is, however, God put every different part in the body just as he wanted it to be. There would be not a part of the body that would just be single by itself. There's not just one part, but many. As it is, there are many parts, but one body. So then the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, nor can the head say to the feet, well, I don't need you. On the contrary, we cannot do without the parts of the body that seem to be weaker. The weaker, the stronger, the stronger, the weaker. And those parts that we think aren't worth very much are the ones which we treat with greater care, while the parts of the body which we don't look or don't look very nice are treated with special modesty. With the more beautiful parts, we do not need to do that because God himself has put the body together in such a way as to give great honor to those parts that are in need of it. Every single one of us so that there would be no division in Jesus's body, the church, but all its different parts have the same loving concern for one another. If one part of the body suffers, all the parts of the body suffer. If one part is praised and rejoices, all praise and rejoice. All of us, if we've obeyed Christ, the gospel, or Christ's body, each part, each one of us, 17 times in 16 verses, he keeps telling the Christians over and over again that you and I are connected, not disconnected, not disjointed. We're connected to Jesus Christ. There are 152 verses with 175 matches that use this word body in relationship to the church. There are 38 times in the New Testament that body is mentioned, referring to three categories, 61 times referencing our physical bodies, 32 times referencing the church, seven times referencing the physical body of Jesus, and six times referencing the Lord's Supper. Let me tell you a funny story I was introduced to. A preacher and a song leader were not getting along in the church, the body. And their conflict started spilling over into the worship services of the church. One Sunday, the pastor started talking about being a giver in his sermon. Afterwards, the song leader got up and led the song, Jesus Paid It All. The next week, the preacher talked about not gossiping. Sure enough, the song leader got up and led the song, I Love to Tell the Story. This kind of went on and on. The preacher was so frustrated, he resigned and told the congregation, Jesus brought me here and Jesus is taking me away. The song leader got up and then let the song, what a friend we have in Jesus. According to the anatomists, meaning experts in anatomy, we have approximately 7,500 body parts in our bodies. Our bodies are quite watery. Bone is 31%, skin is 64%, brain and heart are 73%,
kidney and muscles are 79% and lungs 83%. Human body has 206 bones and over 600 muscles, over 100 joints that makes different parts of the body. Referencinganswers.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are, as David said, fearfully and wonderfully made. The human body is the structure of a human being. It is composed of many different types of cells that together create tissues and subsequently organ systems. They ensure homeostasis, the balance and the viability of the human body. It comprises a head, a neck, a trunk, which includes the thorax, the abdomen, arms, hands, legs, and feet. The study of the human body involves anatomy, physiology, histology, embryology. The body varies anatomically in known ways. We all have heard some of these things, may not know them, but we want to tell you this in conclusion. If you have obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ, you are part of his body and you are working. And if you're not, start doing your part. Do you know what your part is? Do you know that the Lord said, go into my vineyard and work and whatever is right, I will pay you. In Matthew chapter 9, and beginning at verse 35 to 38, Jesus says, the harvest is ready, but the laborers are few. Pray to the Lord of the harvest that he will send you and I as parts of his kingdom, parts of his body, parts of the connected group of disciples out into his kingdom in his vineyard and go to work. If you want to do that, we bid you to come. Come to him based on what we've already said, believing, repenting, changing your mind, letting him take over your life and being born again. Let's close out in prayer. Father, we thank you again for this wonderful time that we've had to connect, to be linked, to be joined to you through obedience. If there's anyone who has not made this move, this step of connecting, this joining in fellowship. We pray that it will be more than an acquaintance, that getting to know your son Jesus Christ will be the primary thing for all of us right now. And we pray this for myself and everyone under the sound of our voices. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. If you're in the area on Sunday, Chowchilla Church of Christ. We are located at 701 Trinity Avenue, Chowchilla, California, 93610. Our worship service starts at 10 o'clock a.m. If you're earlier at 9 o'clock, that will be our Bible study for all ages. Our midweek services, Wednesday Bible study, 6 o'clock p.m. in the evening. You may want to call us if you have any questions or comments at area code 559-223-1973, or you can email us at chowchillachurchofchrist at gmail.com if you request or desire a copy of today's lesson. In the meanwhile, may God bless you really good. Who in the strength of Jesus